With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live. Hi, everybody. We're here with Julie. It's uh, February 21st, 2017. And uh, we're here to get an update from Julie and all the stuff that's been going on the last few months. So um, go ahead, Julie. Well, uh, first off, I'm, I don't know who's, of course, I don't know who's on this call, but um, I know mostly the Scott group is going to be the one listening and um so if you're on speak up if you want to um and i've missed you guys i'm sorry i'm not in that room very much um i was just telling robin it's just been it's just been a roller coaster ride so uh I, i was just telling her sometimes i'm just hanging on and and screaming and sometimes i'm pushing the throttle so but um I I do have some really, really, really exciting stuff coming up that I'm going to be able to include all y'all in um, with uh, some new information that should change a lot of things. So um, I'm just dipping my feet into it a little bit, so we'll come back around to that after after I get into it a little bit deeper, but um, it it is most likely going to be a big game changer so I'm looking forward to it and then I'll keep you guys updated um okay now you said you you had about an hour tonight yeah for this call okay yeah I I only have about an hour this time um so I I would imagine everybody kind of wants to know what's going on with with Nevada um the uh <laughs> I I don't know how much I spoke about the uh, the team that that I pretty much put together for for Ryan. Uh, when I came on with Ryan, uh, he really he really didn't have anybody. He had uh, some contact with Roger Ruth, um, very limited, who had intentions of helping him, and didn't come back into the picture until very late in the game in Oregon, and. He also had a guy named Rick Coburg who um, uh, wound up helping Ammon, uh, continued to do a little bit with, with Brian but uh, in Oregon, but mostly was uh, there for uh, Ammon. And then, um, and then I brought on some people uh, onto the team after I came in, and uh, then I had to fight with them the whole way through because uh, they were trying to undermine everything. So uh, Nevada is much worse. Uh, not only is Nevada worse, but but the the team is far more vicious. So it's it's very upsetting. And uh, we worked really 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 hard to get Ryan out of pretrial detention on the 31st. And um, he unfortunately did the same thing as the previous times against my uh, advice and wound up getting the same results, which uh, I'll, I'll tell you at the end of at how that how that happened, because I know a lot of people were watching and wondering if, if we were going to get him out. Um, uh, we had, um, I had topped up an affidavit uh, and Ryan had wanted me to change it instead of the affidavit being from me. He wanted it to be from him. And of course, you guys know I like to get right to the point. I like to go for the jugular, and I don't really want to, you know, uh, tap dance around the issue. I want to just get right to the heart of things. And so, um, I, you know, I, I cautioned him. I made sure he, he was certain about it. It was pretty strongly worded. 
But the the essence of the affidavit is I I spent pretty close to 500 hours researching the Bell Reform Act of 1984, which is what they're holding everybody under for pretrial detention. Say that and act it, again. It's the Bell Reform Act. There's a Bell Reform Act of 1966. And if you'll go to Google and click on images and then type Bell Reform Act of 1966, you'll it will pull up a PDF of the Bell Reform Act of 1966. That Bell Reform Act forbids them from holding anybody free trial. Okay? So as as everybody as all of us know, they make a lot of money off of holding these people and we also know that the prosecutor always, always asks for the defendant to be held as a danger to the community. So the question is when did this danger to communities uh come into the picture? Well, in 1984, they put forward the Bell Reform Act of 1984. Now, as, a, as it's introduced as a bill, it's already named an act because that's the intention, is to, to get it passed as an act of Congress. Now, Title 18-4001A says that they have to have an act of Congress to hold anybody. I don't care if you've been convicted of, of 2 million counts of Title 18, whatever. It doesn't matter. They still have to have an act of Congress to hold gender, and they okay, don't. Okay, so tell me that act, that title again, Title 18. I'm going to put, put it in yeah. the chat. Title 18, 4001, parenthesis, lowercase a. Now, here's what's important. Okay. okay, I've been demanding that act of Congress since the day after Ryan asked me to help him. Okay, now I'm back full circle. I'm back full circle asking about that that uh, act of Congress. Now a lot of things have to happen for something to be an act of Congress. Um, at the during the last part of the Oregon trial, um, I got a I got a phone call uh, from somebody, and then I had him on one of Bruce's calls a couple of months ago. Um, uh, we were going to do a follow-up call too, uh, but I guess they they lost the guy who was doing the recordings. I'm not even sure if those calls are still going, um, so we didn't have him back on. But uh, every, what he what he had uh, alerted me to was the acts of Congress have to have the enacting clause. So what's really important to understand is, number one, everybody gets prosecuted in federal under Title 18. That's the criminal code. All of their charges come from Title 18. Now, Title 18-4001A requires them to have an act of Congress to hold anybody, to detain anybody, to imprison anybody. Okay? Now, it does say a U.S. citizen. Okay, which means that only U.S. citizens can be held, but only if they have an act of Congress. Okay? Mm-hmm. Okay, so an act of Congress, you go to Title, uh, oh, I think it's Title 28-101, or maybe it's Title 18-101. Can you look that up real quick? It's the enacting clause. It's, and it it may be... Anyway, I'm I'm going to keep talking while you look that up. Yep. And an enact. Did you find it? No, nope, I'm still. I'm okay. Okay. So when do you find that? Speak up, and and I'm going to have you read it. The enacting clause must be under the title and before the body. So the enacting clause. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. Enacting clause of all acts of Congress shall be in the following form. Be it enacted by the Senate and the House of Representatives of the United States of America and Congress assembled. It looks like Title One, Chapter Two, Section yes. One, One Hundred One. Yes, yes. I'm sorry, Title One. Yeah. Okay. So it specifically has to say B 
be it inactive. It has to have that exact phrase word for word, okay? Now, um, the Bell Reform Act of 1984 doesn't exist, okay? And that's what they're holding everybody under. So what they did was um, the Senate passed, they made several amendments to it um, as it went through the process, but the House of Representatives didn't touch it. They didn't touch it because it's unconstitutional, okay? So Uh the House of Representatives, it died on the floor, okay? So once it, once once they end that that uh, session, um, the, the the slate's clean and they start over. That bill would have to be reintroduced, and because it was unconstitutional, it was not reintroduced. Okay. So the Bell Reform Act of 1966 says, "Be it enacted." Da da da. Okay. Now, we can't see the signatures, which are necessary. However, because the thing is, when you're looking at something, the thing is, is anybody can type anything. Okay? So those signatures are vital. But here's the thing. You can't even find one that's typed of 1984. And that's where the verbiage came in, uh, danger to community. Well, what they did was the House of Representatives, because everybody owes somebody a favor. It's a circle jerk. They put that, the, the verbiage, directly from the title, uh, from the Bell Reform Act, what was intended to be, and put it into Title 18. But Title 18 is not an act of Congress, and Title 18 can't authorize itself. And Title 18 says that they have to get an act of Congress, which is outside of Title 18. Title 18 can't create acts of Congress, Okay. So uh, everybody that's being held or ever has been held needs to be uh, uh, attacking this uh, the this corporation, the United States of America, for um, and I I believe you can kind of average out uh, one thousand and sixty dollars, and I believe it's a minute uh, of detention. So, and um, thank you to Melissa Grover for passing on that uh, Carl Lentz had discovered the uh, risk management department. If you haven't, if you haven't heard of that, look into it. Uh, dig. You're going to have to dig. They've got these things hidden, very well buried. Um, I did find the risk management department in Texas, um, and we need to. That's where we need to start sending our claims, and and. In my opinion, like I've, I've told y'all before, uh, our claims is a statement, a true bill, and verification. And if you need a refresher on what that looks like, it's on my website now. Um, and what's your website? Uh, JulieEmbry.com. J-U-L-I-E-E-M-B-R-Y.com. It is in the process of being... Uh, I'll still say uh, created because it, it's existed for a while, um, and I did have somebody working on it. I I, I don't I don't know if they're going to be uh, continuing. Um, we may have had a little glitch, uh, so I may be looking for somebody else to help me uh, finish up that website. But um, but there are some there are some things up there, and some things have been sent off uh, to. Be added to that. I don't know if they're going to get added uh, until I find somebody new. I, cause I really don't know what's going on with the situation. Uh, just uh, y'all be praying about that. But um, anyway, and I have a lot of really good documents that um, I want to put up there, plus some recordings uh, of me going at it with the U.S. Marshal Service um, that are that's it'll either make you cry or pull your hair out. Um, you'll be flabbergasted when you hear, uh, you guys, uh, when it gets put up there, y'all be looking for the recordings with Doyle, D-O-Y-L-E. Uh, there'll be three of them. And you'll need to listen to the first two to uh, understand my exacerbation by the time that we get to number three. And number three is going to, 
it's it's going to stick you right right in the heart. Um, it is unbelievable what you're going to hear in that recording. But uh, so back to <laughs> we had this trial. <clears throat> we were revisiting the uh, bail reform or the detention. And, you know, my my point was stop doing what you've always done. You'll keep getting what you're always getting. Do not humor them with arguing the fact that you're not a danger, okay? You have to tell them you don't have the right to even wonder if I'm a danger because it doesn't matter even if I was a danger. You don't have an act of Congress to hold me. But the other people on the team used fear to manipulate him. And uh, so he he took my 500 hours of research and turned it into a five-minute thing at the end. He was, again, as I told him, uh, you cannot change someone's belief, especially when they're paid to have that belief. You have to stand on facts. The fact is you don't have the proper documentation. That's a fact. Um, that you can make improve, but uh, anyway, the affidavit was very challenging. Uh, you bring it forth now, or you release all these people. And I had about twenty-one people's names on there. Um, uh, I, I uh, Ryan had me throw in some people's names that he had met uh, during this time this year that he's been held. Uh, people whose cases are, are related but separate to separate from the two the Oregon and Nevada cases. They there's a lot of other cases that you guys aren't even hearing about that are related to, but they're not part of the assault. <laughs> so um, we were uh, we were uh, wanting to help them as well. And uh, when the paperwork for the rebuttal after they said no, he's a danger. Um, when the paperwork went in to rebut that, one of the team members refused to put the affidavit in. And uh, I'm sorry to cut uh, in. I came across a, a, a pretty pretty um, handy code. Hold on, I'll look for it. Um, that anybody's willing to ref anybody that refuses to hold on, I'll find it and I'll get back to you in a second about that, Julie. Okay, great. Who is um, it? It's, it's so, CJ. Um, totally. Oh, oh, okay. Gotcha. Hi. <laughs> thank you. Um, so uh, now we're kind of having to get creative to get it in. However, if he puts it in, he stands to risk someone who, you know, one of his document writers who's, who is important. But him not putting that affidavit in, in my mind, and I'm, I'm going to say this. And I'm, I'm not going to give his name out on this recording out of respect for the good things that he does. But as far as I'm concerned, there's no difference. If you walk into a room and find a woman tied to the bed who has been raped, you don't get to rape her and then, and then, and then tell her, well, you'd already been raped. So, you know, it, it, I, I'm not evil. You know, he, Ryan is already a victim. He's already helpless. He wanted the affidavit in. He was adamant. And that team member saw to it that that affidavit didn't go in. And Ryan is still chained up because of that. So, um, of course, I am absolutely livid about it. Now we have to get creative about how to get the affidavit in. Um, if if I had somebody, if by the way, if anybody knows how to how to look at my website and get uh, some documents up there, um, I would like for these documents to go viral. Um, I sent a letter to the judge, and uh, and it's real interesting. And, and um, you guys you guys should should see this, and I want the affidavit out there too. Um, so. That's where we're at with that. Um, I, I, people that are helping, that were part of Oregon, um, 
I, I really, I, I can't pinpoint motives on this thing of, of why they're doing the things that they're doing. Um, but we, we are, we're ready to, to move in with the court of record. We're, uh, but at the same time, these people, um, the 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 risk is that they they'll abandon Ryan. So it's uh, it's all just such a catch twenty two. It's all, uh, I mean, Satan just got his hand in this thing. And and on top of that, Nevada is much worse. Nevada mm-hmm. is much worse. So Title eighteen. Uh, I'm sorry to cut in again. I'm no, comment. great. Title 18, um, Part 1, Chapter 101, uh, Section 2076. Whoever being a clerk of a district court of the United States willfully refuses or neglects to make or forward any report, certificate, statement, or document as required by law shall be fined under this title or imprisoned not more than one year or both. Okay, okay. Um, oh, all right, well, to be clear, it wasn't a clerk. It wasn't a, an officer of the court. This was, it was somebody. Um, this was somebody on our team. Um, oh, okay. But I will tell you this: any anything that y'all can can uh, throw at me that that adds meat to um, a judge having to answer uh, claims, like uh, okay, see, so the judge claims he has an act of Congress to hold Ryan uh, the Bell Act of nineteen Bell Reform Act of nineteen eighty four which I told him, if you continue to steal that, conceal that, that's fraud, and you're in bad behavior. Um, and when any litigant demands uh, proof, you've got to prove it. And for you to stand silent is, is fraud. So the thing is, is that is what, what, what I have here is I have a dog who's got the bone, and I told him to release it. And I gave him every reason why he has to release it. Now, you and I know what happens if I beat that dog. So I can't go beat him. I need him to release Ryan because he was given an allotment of time to rebut, and he didn't. And he's in default and dishonor. It's very interesting, and 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 so if if you guys have any any offerings that uh, I'll I'll need them quick, but uh, it's it's a um. Have you written to the man acting as judge or the woman acting as judge? Well, I did. I didn't call him that, um, but uh, uh, I'm gonna have to. Well, I'm going to have to get a little creative with this. But I'll probably put this stuff into the room. That will be the fastest way for you guys to see it. And um, and then, Robin, if if you can, if if you'll let me know what's being posted in response to it um, so that you'll see what I have and what I've done. If if there's anything you're like, oh, my God, she forgot this. uh, also, uh, real quick, I want to tell you guys on the 27th, which I believe is next Monday. No, yes, next Monday. Uh, court in Lubbock. Uh, now, yesterday, I finally took some time the other day to uh, work on uh, Julie Embry's stuff. And uh, not my stuff, but it, Julie Embry's stuff. And... Uh, Anyway, I put in a document you guys are going to want to see. And um, I'll be shocked. I'll be absolutely shocked if that case isn't dismissed um, on the 27th Um, because uh, it's pretty interesting. There is a Supreme Court decision. um, It's called the Accardi Doctrine, and Roger Dowdell turned me on to it. And um, what's that uh, doctrine again? A C C A R D I. You guys look into that because I'm fixing to do a, uh, I'm fixing to do something for Ryan with that as well. Um, anyway, uh, and okay. and once y'all hear the recording, you'll you'll understand why. 
So oh, thank you. Yeah, all over. <laughs> um, so that is that is a you know one of the things that we're always beating our heads up against the wall is is they don't play by the rules. They write these rules and then they don't play by them. And we have we we don't have the ability. How do we make them play by these rules? Well, the Supreme Court says if you don't play by the rules, everything you do is null and void. It's fraud. You can't mm-hmm. do it. Okay. So I'm I'm real interested in uh, real interested in in what's going to happen on the 27th. So um, I'll try to put that into the room as well, so y'all can go ahead and get a look at it. Since I right now don't have anybody to, I, I don't know what happened to my guy. Um, uh, I came across um, Title 31. Subtitle 3, Chapter 37, Subchapter 3, um, Subsection 3733, um, Civil Investigative Demands, and General Issuance and Service whenever the Attorney General or a designee for the purposes of this section has reasonably, I I just pulled this up so I haven't scanned it all the way, but um, has reasonably believed that any person may be in possession, custody, or control of any documentary material or information relevant to a false claim, law investigation, the attorney general or designee may, before commencing a civil proceeding under Section 3730A or other false claims law or making an election under Section 3730B, issuing uh, issue in writing and cause to be served upon such person a civil investigative demand requiring such person to produce um, a to produce such documentary material for inspection and copying, B, to answer in writing uh, written uh, interrogatories. Would you be able to put that in the the Skype room? Yeah, I can do that. That's what I was going to say. Oh, and and Robin, Uh you know, I'm I'm pacing around out here uh, where I've been working today. I'm pacing around out here out back. So please see to it that I get that. I, I had this big shit-eating grin while you were reading that. I was like, oh, <laughs> Jesus. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Because one of the things that I was prepared to do was to go back to Nevada and just file, uh, open a case against the judge and demand that he bring forth that document. And, uh, oh, my gosh, CJ, what a blessing. Thank you. Thank <laughs> You're you. welcome. <laughs> Awesome. Okay, well, Ryan will be thrilled when I read that to him. So, um, anyway. It's so, a pretty okay, big code. Yeah, well, I'm pretty big. <laughs> yeah, and, and I, didn't, I, didn't get the, um, I didn't get the reference for the code. So, if you say I'll, that again, I'll, I'll that type too. it into the, into, the okay. type, into the chat room. Title 31. Um, hold yep. on, i got it right here. Title 31, subtitle 3. Chapter 37, subchapter 3. Hey, hang um, on, subtitle 3. <laughs> <laughs> I'll add it all in when I when I put it in there, too. But um, section, it is section uh, 3733, and that's chapter 37 of title 31. Okay. I don't think I got it all, but. <laughs> I'll make sure we get it right. If you put it in the Skype, I'll, I'll uh, okay. I'll get it. Okay. Okay. Awesome. So, so Julie, you were talking about the Accardi doctrine, and you're going to try some that in Lubbock. Um, yeah. Try that. That still is going on. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> they keep dragging well, you there. <laughs> well, the thing is, um, I don't know if you guys got the recording of the last time I was in there. I, I don't know if it got put up yet. Um, but interesting, um, they did get me to stutter in there, um, because, and this is very interesting, we are, we operate mostly with our, our conscious self, okay, but I have the ability to process things subconsciously, and, uh, because I never sat around watching TV, I never, you know, I've always read. I've, I've never watched the news. I'm, I've never had just information put in. And I, I'm, I'm seriously convinced that they 
that they failed to program me, failure to program. I, I think that's my diagnosis. Um, the uh, One of the things that they do is they uh, they scare us. So when they scare us, our subconscious freezes, and we can only operate when we're in fear um, or concern, only our conscious uh, can can operate, can function. Uh, take, for instance, um, I, I saw this recently, and, and I made, made this connection. Um, uh, go on Google Images and type in uh, that you want to see a picture of a drawing of a box, okay, a, a three-dimension box, okay? And when, when you get it and you sit there and you look at it for just, it, it depends. It may take you a little bit longer than me. It might, might take you less time than me. But, but the box changes. Your vision changes. The, like, oh, I would say maybe it took three seconds. And I was like, holy cow. We have the ability in our subconscious not only to heal ourselves and, and, and to communicate, to, to do a lot of things, that we're not even aware of, and I'm just, you know, I'm just discovering these things myself, but things I always suspected but are actually, you know, unverifying. Uh, but you have the ability, I, I know I've talked to you guys on recordings before about reposition yourself and how if you look at my daughter's car, it'll look one color. But if you if you turn just a little bit and take a step back, just reposition yourself, you'll think it's another color. But if you take a couple steps and turn around and look back at it, you'll swear it's a third color. And you won't even see those other colors. But what's interesting, that is just a matter of repositioning yourself to see things in a different uh a different light. Okay? And color is actually seen by light, so it's interesting. But um, when, but your subconscious does that for you. It'll change your perspective without you moving at all. And you'll see that happen almost instantly with looking at that box. And um, what happened is the judge says, now you know that you're the person that that's being prosecuted here, and I, I probably said something like, "Who me?" <laughs> I don't know because I mean to me it was funny, you know. And uh, uh, anyway, he said, and, "And if you continue, I'm going to have to ask for a psych eval, right?" Well, that's something that triggered in me because you know I was dealing with that problem on another case, and I don't know why. I, I, I kind of panicked. He shut my subconscious down briefly, and uh, and I let it go. Okay, but uh, as uh, my paperwork is still the same, I'm not changing anything to suit him. And just like I told him the first day we met in the first business meeting, uh, everything is equal substance. So uh, if that's mentioned again on Monday. Uh, I'll just tell him, oh, you know, it'd be my pleasure, uh, and I'll get you the information for, uh, with the name of the doctor I want you to see. You can tell me who you want me to see, and we'll just go and see if either one of us has any any, any issues here that we might need to take into consideration. Uh, because obviously, if I'm dealing with somebody who's not okay in the head, I need to know that. So... Uh, there's nothing scary about a psyche valve, and they'll have to pay for it. But nonetheless, I think, well, he got my document. He should, he would be studying it today. I had a nice little conversation a couple of days ago. Uh, let's see, it would have been Thursday with the judge, uh, called up there, left him a message, told him to give me a call, and uh, he called me back a couple hours later, and we had a nice conversation, and uh, I told him I was going to be faxing over uh, this document. And he said, now, don't tell me about the case, but what is the document? And uh, so anyway, I told him, I said, I, I think you're going to like this one. I really do. 
So, and I said, I want you to read it, and I want you to study it and understand what I'm talking about. And he's like, oh, you know I will. (laughs) So, anyway, um, the other interesting thing is, is that because I had to deal with this state of Texas, um, it compelled me to have to look at their rules. Um, what this document is is uh, I, I learned I learned a lot of really good things. Um, so, what this document is is that the uh, prosecutor, the district attorney's office, once they receive a a complaint. Now, you and I know there has been no complaint, okay? Um, and that's also addressed in the in, in this uh, document. Um, uh, but he sent me a threatening letter back in March, which I dealt with uh, very quickly. And uh, he, he mentioned that, there, that he had received a complaint. So when I was looking through Texas, looking at the rules, trying to figure out, okay, what did they break? Well, right there, it neatly and conveniently says that when when the attorney or when they receive the complaint, they must uh, they must put it in writing, and they must they must file it forthwith. So, if you look up the word forthwith, even in their dictionary, it means without delay. Okay, that means you're going to type that information up. And it's actually, you know, uh, uh, a lot of people have read that you're supposed to be provided with information. Well, that's actually a form, okay? And uh, I was going to demand it, and I realized, oh, shit, that's that piece of paper they gave me at our first meeting. Because it says down at the very, very, very bottom, information. And uh, so I was like, oh, okay, so this is what this looks like. So... The rule, and so up at the top, it says date prepared was, um, I believe it's July 19th. Now, remember, July 18th is when I billed the federal judge in Oregon. I'd already put this case, all of these charges to bed. We'd already adjudicated this privately between he and I. I I told him, you produce a complaint in five days or you cease and desist and send me an apology. Well, he ceased and desist. Uh, I said, oh, well, whatever. I don't have to have an apology. We had an agreement, and he breached that agreement by filing these charges. Well, in Oregon, in Oregon, there wasn't anything they could do about the bill. It was airtight. The only thing they could do, and it was marked private, the only thing that they could do was call uh, Texas and say, hey, you know, these, these charges that are just sitting here, do something about them. Get her out of our hair. Okay, now this is months and months and months later. So he didn't file that stuff forthwith. So there's an attachment that shows that he was claiming back in March that he had a uh, complaint in his hand. So what was he doing in July when he's supposed to be forthwith? Um, hang on just a second. Let me, that, that's my husband. Hang on. I'll be right back. Okay. Hey, Robin, uh, what, do, what do you think about the Title 42 lawsuit? Um, which Title 42 lawsuit? Um, Title 42, the Section 1983, the Civil Action for Deprivation of Rights. Okay. Okay, so um, I apologize. Uh. Okay, so what's he doing talking about if he had a complaint in his hand in March, then he should have already filed it. And then if he wanted to make threats to me, he could have made threats to me then, but he had to file it. He's required to. That's the rules and regulations, and they're published. These are not secret rules. These are not internal rules. Okay, so my point is this. You're not going to throw a stone at me. For, for and, and accusing me of breaking a rule and let him get by with breaking a rule. I don't think so. And by the way, the Bible says you can't. And I put the scripture in there, Mark, uh, I can't remember, I think it's 18, uh, where Jesus said, he who is without sin cast the first stone. 
okay, um, he can't break a rule that he has taken an oath to. Now, the rule they're trying to apply to me doesn't apply to me. It may apply to my person, but my person can't make noise because it's fictional. And I'm just the administrator for it. So, anyway, the, the, the point is he can't break a rule and suck his thumb and cry and throw ashes on his face and accuse me of breaking a rule. I'm not going to have it. It won't stand. And the Accardi Doctrine supports that. So basically, the Accardi um, is any higher court has to overturn an inferior court's decision if they didn't follow follow the rules to get it. Yep, and I don't know of any of them that are following the rules. They don't follow the rules on anything, anything. So, uh, like what happened to me here in Mississippi? Uh, in Mississippi, um, they said I com- I com- broke one of these codes. Um, I, I you know they um, ordered me to comply with them, and I I said, well, are you going to compensate me? They they denied me compensation. I said, well, then if you're not going to compensate me for following your orders, then in good faith I cannot follow your orders. And um, they they hit me with a no compliance charge, which I don't mind, you know. But they busted out my window, shot me with a taser. Grabbed me by my throat, dragged me down to the ground, forced um, forced me into a choke chokehold, and then um, you know forcibly carried me off and kidnapped you know kidnapping me. By definition, they committed uh, by their very de- definition they committed felonious acts against me for me committing this alleged code violation, and you know they just get away with physical Which, assault. And, even and in their even in their rules, these are not arrestable offenses. Right. Um, is there, is, is they said I was disturbing the peace by locking myself in my property inside of my <laughs> car, and um, that I was disturbing the peace. And there was clear, there was clearly damage done to my vehicle. And um, is uh, this from CJ? My, yeah, it's CJ. Okay, uh, I'm sorry. I just haven't, uh, I haven't uh, memorized your your voice yet. <laughs> um, I know. I don't talk you know, much when I do listen in. Yeah. Well, you know, mm-hmm. um, I don't refer to my Jetta as a vehicle or an automobile, that's my consumer goods. Right. Um, and and there's there's nothing they can do about that. Um, but I Oh, no, I told them it was my property, that if they were to bust out my window, they'd be pro- uh, trespassing upon tri- uh, private property, and I, I would be seeking a remedy. And um, they, they, um, they said, oh, we're not trespassing. But do, you, but do you have tags on your car? No, I, I don't have tags on them. Okay, and, and how is it yours? Um, it's, well, it's it's mine by um, uh, nobody else is claiming it. It was given to me as a gift. Mm. Okay. Um, see, when you talk about property, um, I'm I'm convinced. First off, it's a trigger word for them, um, and secondly, we don't own property. Okay. Well, only we authorized to use it, right? Yes. Yeah. So only persons can have property, okay, until we achieve the promised land here. There's two promised lands, okay? There's a spiritual promised land, and then there's promised land, and that's what we're trying to get, okay? Um, We don't have the right to own property. They've taken that, okay? But your person owns it, and you have the right as the administrator and and the property manager of all assets, registered and unregistered. So uh, property is a word I, I'm inclined to encourage people to not use. Um, uh, and I, I know why everybody's using it. Um, um, it's, it's something that got me uh, kidnapped. Um, I, I have learned w- dealing with these marshals and having to get in their faces and uh, I, I have learned to speak in their language and uh, to be very careful not to use words that trigger them. And uh, um, anyway, and but I will say... Thank you for uh, that heads up. Yeah, I, I will say again that I'm not trying to discourage people from standing up for their rights. Uh, I just, I do encourage people to consider whether it's worth it on the side of the road if that's the appropriate place 
to take a stand. Oh, no, I wasn't on the side of the road. I was um, on my on my grandmother's property. Uh, well, my my um, <laughs> where's her residence, her dominion. But um, the, yeah. the term she would use is property, and um, I, you know, I'm I'm still practicing the legalese. Um, but I, I don't speak very often, and when I do speak up, I, I get tripped up easily because um, I come from I come from a poor community. Uh, uh you know, uh, one of the hood rats, like the uh, the hood rats or the ghettos. You know, um, oh, I, I, I grew up. I really <laughs> did. I really did. <laughs> I really did, but I'm I'm white I'm, I'm white as heck, you know. I'm like <laughs> I'm white as could be. But um, CJ, that's crazy. You're very articulate. I, uh, if anybody on this call sounds sounds ignorant, it's me. I've heard myself recorded, and I sound like a kid. So I I don't I don't know why any of y'all listen to anything I say because. Uh, I can't. I can't listen to these recordings. <laughs> so, <laughs> you, um, you sound hey, Julie, very intelligent. Just, uh, we've got about ten minutes left. So, is there any other um, updates you want to give us? How about Brent? What's going on with Brent? Uh, yeah, fucking hell. That's what I want to say. Wow. Uh, you know, uh, I I don't have a place to stay. To go to Indiana, um, I'm, I'm fixing to blast them on the Bell Reform Act. Uh, Brent's already activated it, um, and uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to have to get heavy-handed on that. Um, we we did have a plan in place. Uh, not it's not going to happen right now. I, I don't. I probably shouldn't even discuss it, um, but. Uh, Brent is in Illinois, and uh, I'm fixing to to um, this new information that uh, I'm going to drag you guys into because the the new guy that I have uh, as a contact man is he going to blow you guys away? He is going to blow you away when I release him on y'all. Oh my God! Um, and he has a team. He he's got a real strong team. And this guy and his team, they've won over 2,000 cases. Now, they're not in America. Not That, that uh, is, I guess, a little relevant, but not that relevant. Um, and uh, so he's, he's uh, delivering some pretty heavy stuff to me, and, um, uh, and, and he's going to incorporate me in, into his team that's already established. And uh, uh, I thought, oh, gosh, you know, it's just me. I'm empty-handed. And I thought, hell no, I've got my Skype group. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to bring you guys in and, and uh, put, put any of y'all that are willing. I'll have to put y'all on the team, too. So um, it, let's get ready to win because um, I, I, I'd love to give y'all just a little tip on it um but as as soon as i've spent a little bit more time on it uh but i'm i'm telling you now i'm about to pee my pants i'm pretty excited about it so um get ready uh i i think we've just come into something that um could be a very 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 powerful thing so um i came back uh for a bit to texas uh with my head between my legs, just trying to keep it from exploding off of my shoulders, um, and uh, very frustrated because, you know, I, I had given Ryan the keys to, to walk out, and, uh, you know, passing the football, and he fumbled, um, but God's in control. He's going to walk out of there when he's supposed to. Uh, I will not be able to get him out one day before that, and this is evidence of that. So, um, so there was a little bit of defeat because I had done done so well. I had done so well. I had kicked ass and won, and they wouldn't let me win. So, uh, anyway, we're gonna throw some more elements uh, out there, and. Uh, um, I think it's I think it's going to be exciting, and I, I think y'all are uh, a great group to hand it over to and uh, 
helped me digest it, all of us together, and um, I've, I've got to assimilate it and at least uh, be able to give some direction and then just let you guys just take off with it. So um, anyway, so you, y'all be hearing from me very soon. <laughs> and, you know, if uh, if anybody wants to, um, one of the reasons why uh, I quit doing as many calls was just uh, the demand on my time on top of those calls went four hours sometimes. Some of them went longer than that. And uh, it, uh, that's a lot. So if, uh, you know, if, if, if we want to do some one-hour calls, that's so much easier to, you know, uh, jump in. And I really, really, really need to uh, be able to stay into contact with you guys. Unfortunately, getting into the Skype room, uh, I had changed computers and I had some problems and somebody had my computer and uh, lots of different things and then I got out of the habit. And anyway, uh, so I've, I'm going to try to correct that. But uh, I am at a place where I can do, you know, about an hour hour and a half uh, call. Um, so, okay. And maybe we can make them more, you know, more focused on a specific topic. Yeah. 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 Today's kind of just a catch up, I guess. And, and really, (laughs) CJ, you made the call. I mean, uh, I mean, you made it worse, even if, even if this was a 10 hour call. Um, Thank you so much for, and Robin, if you'll make sure that I get that, um, You're welcome. I I, I got it in the Skype room, Robbins. Yep, okay. I saw it. I pasted it in uh, into this chat. So I love you, yeah. ladies. Okay, guys. Thank you. Thank Thanks. you. Thank you. I will be talking to y'all soon. Okay, y'all have a good night. All right. You too. Stay strong. All right. All right. Bye. Take care, everybody. Bye. Good night. Bye, Robin. Thank you. Thanks, Julie. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.